Hello, beautiful people. Uh, today was supposed to be a distantly social with the wonderful Alexander Petri, but unfortunately, we couldn't make that work for a thousand reasons. And I was bummed because I wanted her to come on and talk about her book that's coming out soon. Nothing is wrong, and here's why. Uh, but I found in my uh, archives a snippet from our conversation about Camelot that is uh, talks about not only the book but also uh, one of the things I love about uh, Alexandra and her writing. And that is the idea of being weird. I was saving this for an intermission to entitle, uh, to be entitled Weird Al, uh, but uh, I'm not doing that. But I was very proud of that title, so I'm going to tell it to you here. And now I want you to hear uh, the effervescent Alexandra Petri talk about being weird. But so what? What's What's interesting to me about you picking Camelot is that. And I almost said we should do chess instead, but like I want you, you, your your opinions on Camelot in your email were so wonderful that we're like we have to talk about Camelot. Is that you have said, as a playwright specifically, that you like to be weird? Yes. And this is the least weird. Like it's weird unintentionally. Like yeah. there's weird things I lo- about yeah, it. I think unintentionally weird is the highest weird. Is that like, your favorite weird? Yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. Was that? I think Joan Didion was like a naive camp is the highest camp. Yes. And it's very like, yes. true. Yes. 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 I think un- like. When Cats came out the movie, I was just like, I didn't know they were they could still make movies that were this bad, like and in not the studio know. system. Like and it was the, a yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it was like a revelation to me. I was just so dis- <laughs> truly delighted. I thought like, <laughs> well, it's true because bad movies now come from auteurs. They come from a single artistic yeah. vision that got a lot of money or didn't, and. It's it's just a misguided yeah, it's like, vision. Here's Noah by um, what's his name? Mother, Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. That was a very strange movie. Really? You didn't, I mean, I, I didn't know. like Noah, but I, like I, I like Noah more than Mother. I just really I hated didn't Mother. See Mother. Oh, yeah. I like viscerally hated. Yeah, people Mother. really did hate Mother. And, He's like, a weird. And guy. he kept being like, "It's because you didn't understand." I'm like, I understood it. It was an allegory for the Earth and for the Old Testament. I still didn't like it, yeah, man. Right? No, I understood um, it. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. That well, the, so the funny the movie I saw most recently that is horrifyingly awful that's wonderful is uh, Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway movie. Oh, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's so oh. Buy it. Just buy it. Okay. Don't don't worry about renting it. Just buy it. It is incongruous. You, you it's a movie with a tremendous twist that you see coming an like an hour before it happens, and it's beautiful to watch this movie like move towards this obvious twist, and you're just like, Oh, it's coming, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna twist on me, and it's gonna be so proud of itself. And it's it, oh, it's so great. It's a bananas movie, but it is it, it is a singular vision film. It is a, a director and a writer who was given sort of free reign, mm-hmm. and it just it's a huge swing and a miss, and it and it it's wild. But yeah, so Tom Tom Hooper, who like as much as I enjoy the King's Speech, is not a movie I was like this is jumping up and down yeah. about. Yeah, even when it won, it, it was one of those movies when it won Best Picture. I was like, yeah. All right. But it was like this is that's very fine. clearly a play that was filmed, and like they added a corgi, and I think that's well, pretty much. What's so funny about King's Speech to me, if you follow, if you watch a lot of British television, is it's actually like, it was praised a little bit at the time, I remember, for sort of innovative, the way it was shot being a little innovative. But it was very much, if you watch shows like Luther, mm-hmm. the Andrew Selva show, it shot very much like that. It was something they were doing in British drama on television. And he just brought it to America on the big screen. And everybody yeah. went, ooh, ooh, isn't this interesting? And I'm like... Yeah, they're doing it in TV yeah. over there, like, <laughs> all the time. Like, this is just the same deal. So 
in any event, I don't. Yeah. We don't need to crap on cats. Cats will crap on itself. Yeah, no, cats <laughs> That's are great. The purpose it of was cats. delightful. I yeah. I can't wait to see it. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't get out of the man. theater to see it. I. But they're I, having a screening, like a rowdy screening. I think next month, at like. A, a, I really, I really want to watch it for the first time alone. Like, I really want to sit and like absorb it because I really wanted to go when the theaters were empty like that's yeah. how i wanted to see oh cats. no i wanted a full you theater to see a i full went theater to like a full theater everyone was like cheering everyone was like waving their iphones like like the lighter everyone was like shouting gasping that was like the communal film going experience i wanted to have so yeah that's true i the second time i'd like to do that but like the first time i really want to i want to absorb it i want to get it like because it's just i can't believe it actually happened. it's no it's a miracle it, it truly and it brought me so much joy so yeah <laughs> And I Not feel on like, purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is something similar to what Camelot well, does. Well, so that's the thing of it. But like, so except that Camelot also has really good songs in it. But so, what's the weird for you? Like, what what is the when you say you want to be or you want your writing to be weird? What does that mean? And then what are you? So it's a three part yeah. question. What does that mean? What are you chasing? And then what? How does Camelot fit into yeah. that for you? I guess I would say deliberately weird. It, it, I'm not trying to do, and that's fortunate sure because i think like when you set out to be weird like you wind up being less like what would you describe as something truthful. that's deliberately weird and like, no shade but just like what do you think is the i don't know like the image Lynch, of zoe deschanel it... that has been presented to us like sort of like the deliberately quirky dream? yeah manic pixie oh like, i see yeah. what you mean okay sort of like uh yeah manufactured quirk yeah manufactured quirk exactly okay, i, I feel like you. often like people are like oh you're being weird like aren't yeah. i zany yeah, yeah, yeah. zany yeah you. zaniness um because i think but it's sort of like title of show, like nine people's favorite thing, like level weird, where she's like, I'm going to do this very specific thing that I'm really super into mm-hmm. for whatever strange, uh, you know, quirk of personality or psychological eccentricity that has made me really like this thing. And I hope someone else enjoys it because g- good luck. Right. Cause I like yeah. that's sort of, I guess that kind of weirdness. And I feel like, but I also have a deep fondness for things that are like made to please lots of people and they're sort of not sure if it's going to work. Like Las Vegas, just as a place where it's like, we just want to entertain people. Like, how do we do what that? What would that look like? So, like, the Magic Mike show had this like survey where it's like, how do you feel appreciated? And like, before they made the show, it was like, hmm. like, what would you like in your relationships? Like, this detailed, like, multi question survey. And I'm just like, I like this, but I also, when things are too tailored to me, I start to become suspicious of them, where it's like my mm. Facebook feed is like, here's like a dress, buy this dress. And I'm like, I right. do want to buy that dress. What but why do I want to buy yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like something that's like just a little bit off, but in a way that's like going to be big. Like it, its aim was to be a large multi-person pleasing thing. And so it's just slightly off in a, from what you would like. Like all of that sort of like old big culture stuff, I have a deep fondness for. So the sort of like the... I mean, like, what, like a show like this that would have been made for everyone because that's what Broadway shows yeah. were. That's the kind of like that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, there's of... this like slight disconnect. And I also feel like because Camelot, there was this phase in like the that time period where like with like Lion and Winter or like there's definitely other examples, but I just keep saying Lion and Winter over sure. and over again, but and it, hoping they'll it, come. It has to a me. tremendous Lion and Winter vibe. This this whole musical does. Yeah, where people were like, this is a period in history where we like have a lot of fun playing around with ourselves. Like here's Errol Flynn in a movie. Like here's sort of like, although like that's not, that's historical. Whereas this is like fictional, but sort of like, like these are the stories that we're telling ourselves. And like, as somebody who like lately has been, uh, my play that's happening soon is all like late sixties, like and our weird preoccupations. I feel like I also enjoy that it was a preoccupation of like the, Kennedy type mm-hmm. folks and just 
a vessel for them to tell themselves stories about like how the world looked. So mm. I like it as both like this sort of weird flawed Kennedy hopes vessel where like it like so much was put into it more than it was I think built to contain and so in sure. a funny way like when you have something that's like built as like sort of like let's please a lot of people and like we'll have this big book and we'll have like four amazing actors and then we'll insist that it's a metaphor for America I just love all of that like stacked on top of each other <laughs> so I think that's what yeah so how do you but so if that's what you like which is great how do you endeavor to recreate that oh you you just do your best but like no in with the knowledge that like everyone who's ever made anything crappy has always been doing their best and that like sure uh like i don't know like you just i guess like i would say when i try to be weird it's just like that's my inoculating myself against being like who is this for i'm just like this is for me Mm -hmm. and i hope also for others and i just i think genuine enthusiasm is the best thing you can bring Mm -hmm. and so here's a show about this right. um and the so it's not like i'm like oh like i'll put a bird in it uh, right it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no birds yeah <laughs> put a bird on it yeah put a bird on it <laughs> yeah put a bird on it <laughs> so it's not like deliberately quirky it's more sure. just like i think everyone's a little bit quirky inherently so i guess what i'm hearing is that this sort of if you are honest about your taste and about what you enjoy. If you put that on the stage, it will be, it will be weird. The thing, it yeah. will be your taste. It will reflect your, yeah. yeah, your own sort of personal assertion. So I guess the trick to being weird is to not try to be weird. Yeah, exactly. It it's just like, like yeah. follow your, yeah, follow your grail. Find right. your grail. Um, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, there you go. Out. You found it. Look at that. No, because I'm always just like, the things that I think require the least explanation are always the things that require the most explanation sort of oh what do you mean well like when you're doing math and you're like oh like this immediately makes sense to me and somebody's like explain to me this math problem and you're like they just snapped something in my brain snapped and it made total sense so i was like well we all know that like the print comics are like fascinating and was like i don't share that baseline like please go back and i'm like well if you're not already interested in funky winker bean i don't know what to tell you like you know garfield with garfield that's the true highest garfield like and so i i just feel like sometimes you like things and you don't have a good clear explanation of like oh yeah so i was told that this was literature and so i looked it up and i just like things that i, I also like stories that have been told for a long time and get mm-hmm. sort of like you know that whole uh that quote, like the words of the poet get mutated in the guts of his admirers or whatever sure. it's like yeah, the yeah. stories i've gotten the chance to get mutated by lots of guts i really like okay and Arturian legend and Camelot. It's like, here is sure. not just regular Camelot, but 60s Camelot. Right. Here is like, this filtered through our strange, particular time era dialogue. And I love that. It's like, like all the people wandering around in doublets and hose and like the pointy shoes. And it's right. like, this is their, their, their costumers were doing their best. And this is what they came up with. Just like this slightly outdated vision of the past, like colonial Williamsburg, just sort of like mm-hmm. this theme parky idea that's as much of, like a snapshot of the time when it was made as it is of the thing it t- thinks it's being a snapshot if of. not more yeah. i mean if it, way it, more it, it becomes much more of a reflection like we said at the beginning of of the of the book like a much more of a, of a reflection of the authors and their opinions about how the world is than the actual texts yeah. opinions of how the world goes it's like that vonnegut line was like assemble an index and it's the most intimate thing you can do which i feel like is a line i've been using a lot lately <laughs> like so yeah <laughs> That works. But yeah, like the things that jump out at you. But that must be really hard to like this is just going to be writer talk for a little while guys. Buckle up. The um what what I'm always interested in or struggling with, I should say, 
is the comfort level of presenting like this is what I think and this is what I think is a good piece of drama specifically drama because you have to force people to sit and watch it it's not like writing a book or writing a like where you can send it to people and they can lie about whether they read it or not like you have to put people in a room and then you stand in the lobby and it is the idea of like I think this is entertaining I think this is good I think this is fun and there's a certain arrogance you have to yeah. have to be like, this is this. No, seriously, watch this. This is worth watching. But then you have to release that arrogance almost immediately to be able to contend with the response because yeah. the response is not going to be what? even when it's glowing yeah. is not what you want it to no. be. It never is that quite that fulfilled. So when you're heading in that direction of like being very comfortable in your own skin of presenting something on stage, because you also present. Like the thing about being a playwright is that I can hide behind the the play to a little bit. Like yeah. I wrote it, but yeah. but that character said it. Yeah, I didn't say that, and sometimes that's true, and sometimes it isn't. But like I have a I have a level of of um, plausible, plausible deniability. deniability. There yeah. we go. That's where I'm looking for. But you write as you, and you yeah. write as you a lot. I mean, yeah. you wrote a whole book recently yeah. of of the with that Goya. <laughs> What's yes, the yeah, which uh, is one of like the most disturbing. Saturn devouring his children. Yeah. Yes, which he painted for no one. It was on the wall of his house. Yep, just um, in there. Just oh yeah. man, that's dark. Uh, yeah. But with the book is called, I can't remember the uh, title. Nothing is wrong, and here's why. Yes, which I was going to paraphrase badly. But like, yes, it's, so it's Saturn in a MAGA hat. Um, you are now putting yourself out there and your opinions, and you're standing behind them. But that's a very different kind of, of writing. So what, how do you, do you find that playwriting becomes a release for these more emotional and, and odder sides of your taste, and you have to be a different person to write the columns and write the essays? Or is it all kind of just a different side of the same coin like you're kind of like i just i just use different words i just use different phrasing but it's all me in this in that way i think i mean i'm gonna be like no it's not all me it's two different people um (laughs) it feels that way to me sometimes though when you're doing stuff no i think it's like i think ultimately the consistent thread through all of it is that it's like my window through like my, or my set of lenses which are like mm-hmm. we'll pick up some things and won't pick up other things which is both, both just a function of being who i am in the world but also i think even in my writing i you were like you write as yourself i'm like do i often i don't well, that's my question really often yeah. i like write things that are i think you can tell what my perspective is because they're satire and hopefully by the time you get out of the piece you will know what i actually think Mm -hmm. but it's the voice that i'm using to convey what i actually think is not my voice often it's like Mm. a version of my voice is like heightened in specific ways like i used to be much more all caps i've like somehow cut back on the all caps but i guess like that also is sort of one of the interesting slights of hand of being a writer is like convincing somebody that you're personally addressing them but it's like Mm -hmm. because every sentence is like this isn't just like a direct thought beam from my brain to yours. I mean, it certainly is, but it's also mediated through like, it was one of many possible sentences that I selected. And like, is this the truest one? Like, how do you get around that? Well, and there's an editor and there's a word count and there's like, there's all kinds of restrictions you're working with on the same, the same time. But I think just by virtue of doing so much of it, you do get a good sort of splatter paint idea of like the thing that is in, within all of these blots is what, you are so so yeah i mean like em forster says how do i know what i think till i see what i say mm-hmm. and i think that that's often the case for me as a person and as a writer is that i come at things words first and like that's how i figure out what i am feeling or 
how I'm processing stuff is by getting the words on the page and then looking at them and be like, did I agree with what I just said? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't agree with what I just said. Sure. Like, and if not, how do, how do I say something more truer? Mm-hmm. Uh, more truer. More truer. I, I do words for a writer, living. Right. For, make make the words. <laughs> do a good word. Um, yeah, but you get second drafts. You get to yeah, type. Exactly. You get I to try more truer and then go, not done, right? And then erase that. Yeah. And I feel with plays, like, something, it, it's fun to, like, sort of be polyvocal uh, with different, just, like, you get to play around in a world and, like, have more characters. Like, the most recent play that, like, I'm having that's opening ah, next week. That's Oh, wow. That's very that's soon. That's when that opens? Okay. too soon. Wow. Um, well, it's, like, previews start next week. And sure. And then, like, it opens on the 16th. So that's soon. All right. Um, but it's been fun because uh, I, I had to express this on, like, somebody was like, well, did you have fun, like, writing these characters? Because the characters are, like, William F., Buckley Jr. and Gore Vidal, and they're just right. like real people who are extremely sesquipedalian lo- word lovers and just these enormous personalities. And I'm like, I had so much fun taking up as much room as they took up because, mm-hmm. like, often I feel like, like when you're writing as yourself, you don't get to sort of just spread and like occupy the whole couch. Sure. And I felt like I got, like, writing as them, I got to occupy a lot more of the couch than I otherwise would have. And so it was fun, like, getting to use their voices to try to have a conversation about things that felt relevant today. Well, and that's the thing that that's the interesting thing to me between playwriting or dramatic writing in general and, and writing essays, even if you write them behind, like, as you say, if you add a Through character a scrim, yeah. or there's satire or there's a, there's a, there's a, a buffer is the fact that like, sometimes what I want to say is the right thing in the wrong way. I want to express this. I'd like, if I say it wrong, if I say it weird, if I say it big, you'll get it. Yeah. More the way I emotionally want you to, even though the words aren't exactly right. And that's what characters allow me to do. They allow yeah, me exactly. to like have this character just come out and say this terrible thing or this weird thing and then go, well, that's not anything anyone should ever say. But in the context of the scene, in the context of the play, like, oh, the larger point remains and yeah. maintains and pushes through. So... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's really... like, how do you make people feel a way? And like, you and can't. Yeah. I know, like, the, the classic advice column is saying, like, you can never make another person do anything and you can't make yeah. them feel any way. But, like, you can produce stimuli that, like, make you feel a certain way and hope that it'll sort of resonate. Uh, and it, but the funniest thing, like, this play, I'm like, I'm so completely obsessed with, like, the Buckley Vidal debates that I will take <laughs> talk people's ears off. I, like, ruined my honeymoon talking about it. Like, that's ruined. <laughs> but, like, Steve is just like, please, now please is not, not yeah. right now. Not right now, more Gore Vidal facts. Just not right now. Just later when we're on the train, but not right now. And I'm like, but Steve, they're so interesting. Um, and so it's hard for me to convey to people who, like, if I walk into a room, I'm like, you got to see my play. They're like, what's it about? I'm like, it's about this thing that I'm obsessed with. And... So have you heard about this? Because if not, and then it's like how much- They're on YouTube, I yeah, think, right? You can YouTube. watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to watch them on YouTube. Oh, they're great. Oh, oh they're, yeah. Yeah. No, and it's like, I love it because it's just like, theoretically, it's like abstruse and recondite, but actually it's just like about sex and fascism. And it's like, that's right. the only thing that's mm-hmm. worth talking about these days. Yeah, and just therefore, said by yeah. two very eloquent, like very well-spoken, yeah, deep Yeah, like the waspiest men. possible, like, um, but <laughs> yeah, no- and so it's just like, I hope that this translates, like people understand what I'm trying to say through this like mesh of words and characters. And I, I, and that they're like, even if they weren't interested in it w- the way that I am, like, yeah, I don't know your answer to that question. And I have, it, cause it is like, you grab somebody off the street, you're like, sit down and watch this. I, I don't know. Like I, we have, yeah, right. it, it feels like it is a very arrogant thing to do. And I just hope that enough people 
like see it and are like, that also is the thing that I'm into. Like that's sort of the hope is that there will be enough people who are like, that's one of my nine things. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. While you're at it, leave the nightlight on inside the birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a bond on it. Say